Hi, I'm Reverend Norm Bouchard, Senior Minister of Center for Spiritual Living here in Colorado Springs. Welcome to our service. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We're excited to share with you today's service and we invite you to let others know about our service as well and the inspiration that it brings in your life. You are joining with hundreds of other people from all around the world who gather virtually to be a part of our community. So I invite you to sit back, open up your heart, and enjoy our service. I'll be back with you at the end of our service to share with you other ways to uplift and create the best life yet. Enjoy our service. CSL Colorado Springs. Welcome. It's great to have you here virtually online with us celebrating the one consciousness that, that we know we are. We welcome all people, all faiths, all lifestyles. So whoever and wherever you are in your spiritual journey, we're thrilled to have you with us today. So uh, if you are joining us for the first time, please feel welcome. Look around the website, it gives you all kinds of information on what we teach and what we're busy about in the world. So we have a very powerful BHAG that stands for Big, Hairy, Audacious Skull, and we're going to affirm it this morning. Center for Spiritual Living, Colorado Springs, is an ever-expanding global force promoting oneness and awakening people to the divine power within. And what are we passionate about? From our hearts, we transform and expand lives through principles of love and oneness. And what are we best at? Through experiential Sunday services, spiritual tools, and classes, we teach the thread of golden truth and remind people of who they really are. And what is our resource engine? Our resource engine is people, spiritual resources, Sunday services, and sacred space. So I invite you to sit back comfortably in your home. We have a very powerful and insightful service for you today. So just drop into your heart.
inspirational readings for today. The first is from Miguel de Cervantes. When one door closes, another always opens. But we usually look so long, so intently, and so sorrowfully upon the closed door that we do not see the one that has opened. From Wallace D. Waddles, you can never become a great man or woman until you have overcome anxiety, worry, and fear. It is impossible for an anxious person, a worried one, or a fearful one to perceive truth. All things are distorted and thrown out of their proper relations by such mental states, and those who are in them cannot read the thoughts of God. And from our founder, Ernest Holmes, the divine life is in everyone and everything. This is the secret that Jesus discovered. This is why he was able to speak as no other person spoke. This is why he was able to perform the miracles of love and healing. 
and in so doing prove a fact so simple, so fundamental, but so powerful that people stand in awe before it. The simple fact that God is right where you are, and so it is. Hmm. Pray with me. So I invite you all to close your eyes and just take in that beautiful breath of God. That very breath that sustains who we are. Knowing that God is in, as, through, and around all things. For truly there is no spot where God is not. God is in the beauty of the snow that falls, in the breeze that blows, in the eyes I gaze upon. God is, therefore, I am. As are we all, unique, individualized expressions of the one. Mm, So as we gather here virtually, I know that we all feel the blessings of the world right now. As I bless all doctors, all nurses, all medical staff, technicians, those who are caring for all the people in this moment in time. May their health be with them, knowing absolutely any precautions that need to be taken are taken by each and every one of us as we sit in this place of love, opening our hearts and our minds as we connect in different ways than we've had in the past reminding ourselves to stay connected as we are all one. And I give thanks for Reverend Norm and for the love that he shows and for allowing God to speak him and for Reverend Millie and for all our staff here who is doing all they need to do to make sure things are running smoothly. I bless our production team and our musicians and I bless all people on all paths, knowing that we are all together in this. This is love. This is life. And for this I give thanks. As I lovingly release these words into the ever active law of mind, knowing what has been spoken, has been heard, and has been acted upon. And we ground this by saying together, and so it is. Amen.
I, um, I chose this topic uh, months ago, and it came from an experience I had where I was meeting with somebody who was really struggling with getting a job. And um, I was sitting with her, and the thing she said to me was, listen, um, no doors are opening for me. And I remembered this quote that if opportunity doesn't knock, then build your own door. Open up a different avenue. And so in the crisis that we're finding ourselves with, with the coronavirus, it's interesting all the different doors that are opening up and all the opportunities that are coming forth, um, opportunities to grow and expand, and also opportunities for us to, to be able to change our world in the process. Um, here's an opportunity that never would have thought of before to be able to do hair this way because God knows what we're going to look like in several weeks of quarantine. So I love this particular one. Um, this came, and I loved it. Just ask a six-year-old, uh, if he understands why there is no school. And what he said was, he said, yes, because they're out of toilet paper. So it's just interesting the dynamics that really begin to happen. I particularly feel for parents who are homeschooling for the very first time in their life and having to do work with their children. So I ran across this recently, this woman who is experiencing this, and I want you to see what the prayer that she created in order to get through what's happening in her life. So let's watch and see. Let us pray. Father God, I am a child of God. What I am not is a homeschool teacher, God. I'm at home, but Lord, ain't no teaching going on around here. Father God, I am your humble servant. What I am not is a math teacher, God. Lord God, the spirit of common core has attacked our household. And right now, the only thing we have in common is frustration and no answer to the math problem, Lord God. I ask that you send down your angels of the carryover, Lord. Teach her that if you carry the one over to the tenth place, you can get the answer, Lord God. Lord God, I am a layman in your vineyard. What I am not is the cafeteria lady, Lord. Yet again, the devil has attacked and sent down a tapeworm onto my child, Lord God. And I need you to help her to understand, Lord, that just because there's a refrigerator don't mean the door got to be open. And just because there's a stove 
clothed don't mean the eye has to be on. I am not Dennis, Ahab, Shonis, nor Waffle House, Lord God. Lord God, right now, I need her to understand that his times are tough right now, Lord God. But I see if things continue the way that they are going, Lord God. Not only am I your child, but I'm going to be an inmate because I'm going to jail, Lord God. I, I don't look good in orange. I don't look good in a jumpsuit, Lord God. But, Lord, I ask that you, that you change the way things are going right now, Father God. And bless every teacher because they got a special place in heaven. Ain't no way that I could do it, Lord God. Ain't no way. Amen. 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 Let's say an amen together. Amen. <laughs> so it is a whole different time and a whole different opportunity for us to be loving. So there's a wonderful quote by our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes, that I think is so critically important to understand. And the quote that he says is, don't fight your fears, see through them. And if anything could really help us in this time period is there's lots of fear that's really going on. And we oftentimes think that we are trapped and that there is no opportunity. And what our founder is saying is, look beyond the fear. Because fear can be so crippling to us <clears throat> of what's happening and what's not happening that we can get caught in this whole little system. And in the powerful stage of where we are on the planet, we cannot buy into fear. I have never known fear to heal anything. I have never known fear to fix anything. I have never experienced fear where I didn't see opportunity. <clears throat> and so what's really important to us in this time frame is to make sure that we're seeing beyond the fear in the process. So there are three ways that I think we can use this time period in our life as an opportunity to work through fear and to build a new door and a new insight. The first one is <clears throat> we have to move from crazy to connection. That's right. From the craziness of what's really going on to a sense of connection. And we're going to look at some ways that people are creatively moving out of the crazy situation that we're finding ourselves in, and they're using it to connect, to connect virtually and to connect in ways we never thought were possible. Our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes, in his writings, said there would be a time period in our life where we would no longer need a telephone or we would no longer lead any sort of electronic device, that we would be able to think of somebody and they would be able to think back to us and have a telepathic communication. I don't know what you've been experiencing, but recently I was thinking of somebody and the phone rang and they called me. This has happened like four or five times in a row because we fail to realize that instead of buying into the craziness of what's going out there and the perception of what's going on out there, we actually need to look at connection and how we can connect and not buy in to what is the craziness out there. Be it toilet paper, be it the fear of not enough ventilators, be it the fear of whatever is going on there. What we, our personal spiritual work is about connection. It's not about crazy. Second is moving from fear into faith. And those two dynamics cannot be felt at the same time. You either have to feel fear and stay there, or you have to move into faith. So how does one move from our fears into the connectivity of faith? And that's what we're going to look at. And last but not least, how do we move from hoarding to plenitude? 
the fear of hoarding and bringing in all of this stuff into our home out of the fear of not enoughness. Add into that unemployment. Add into that the market crashing. So what happens is we have this hoarding sort of mentality. And so we're going to look at this whole process today and realize it's not about hoarding at all. If money and plentitude and jobs and all the other pieces are obtained by energy, which everything is energy, and we will see that in just a moment, every single thing is energy, then what happens is if we stay in that hoarding mentality, there is no room for plenitude. And so how do we begin to do all this? Well, if you go into any grocery store today, depending on the day and the hour, this is what you might see. So the whole concept of hoarding is interesting. So I ran across this article about a, from a therapist who wrote about why this stuff's going on. I think it's right on target. A trip to the supermarket ends the same way for many people around the world right now, trying to pick up anything you can among the rows and rows of empty shelves. While shops have not closed in most places, people have been in panic mode buying items in bulk so that they are prepared if their country goes into some sort of complete Armageddon shutdown. Grocery chains and governments have advised against this bulk buying, but this hasn't stopped people rushing to key up and to buy tons of things like toilet paper and diapers, and they're storing it everywhere in their home. Panic buying behavior occurs when the brain's survival mode outrides any rational decision-making. According to Dr. Ala Fenwick, human behavior expert at Nairobi Business University, he said there are four main reasons why people feel the need to stock up this way. Reason number one, survival mode. An uncertain or threatening situation means the more primitive part of our brain can take over. And its main objective <clears throat> is to keep you and I alive to suppress or distort rational thinking. So even though governments are promising there is no disruption in food supply, nobody listens. Most people have never lived through something like this in their current health crisis. So they would rather buy more food <clears throat> than they usually would use and versus the risk of going hungry. Second, the scarcity effect. Scarcity of product leads people to perceive them as more valuable, meaning they are willing to pay prices of premium costs. It can even make us buy things we don't even think we need or want. Suddenly, they're worth something more. Toilet paper, hand sanitizer being sold at outrageous prices. This can explain why people are scrambling for toilet paper and stealing it out of other people's baskets and churches, public spaces, even though they have plenty at home. I'm going to stop here. Um, went to my, I was talking to my chiropractor, uh, Dr. John, and he was saying when this crisis first hit that people were stealing toilet paper out of their bathrooms. Third, the herd behavior. Fenwick explains that the fact that other people are filling their houses with things they don't need can bring about an emotional urge in you and I to do the same thing. Everything feels quite uncertain right now with social isolation and countries closing their borders, which can lead us to follow what other people are doing, even if it's not right at all 
or even truthful. Fourth, and most important, a sense of control. In uncertain times, it's nice to feel like you have control over something. When looking at anything in an empty aisle, buying up everything can help provide that sense of control because you know if the worst of the worst comes, you can at least feed your family. In summary, bulk buying is caused by various psychological and environment clues caused by the mind, which can throw rational thinking right out the window. When in survival mode, let us mainly take control of our emotions and our emotional drive centers, and that we are more susceptible to more social influencing. So we will rush out and we will buy more because others are doing it. Crazy. That's what crazy looks like. No rational thinking to this thing, but just going out and buying pieces. Our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes, talks to us and has coined a phrase that has been the market of our whole philosophy. Change your thinking, change your life. Change the crazy thinking into connection. Into connection. So while all of this craziness is going on, people are beginning to learn that it's not about that at all. It's actually been about connection the whole time. So removing our fears of not enoughness and finding creative ways in order to connect. One of our congregants, Mike and Jan Hausman, have been connecting in the most amazing way. So Mike's mom, who is in her late 90s, is in an assisted living facility which has been locked down. So I want you to look on the screen and see all the different ways that they have been doing every single day to connect with their mom writing notes on the window, and doing hand touch through glass. And what I really loved is one of her sons, who is a tremendous musician, went into the courtyard and did an entire concert for the entire assisted living facility. So here's how it worked. The windows were open, he was singing, and they were applauding. That, my friends, is not crazy. That is connection. I want you to look at what Marge's expression was to all of this. Sheer joy. Not panic, not frenzy, sheer joy. I'm asking us, as religious scientists, to not buy in to crazy. To not buy in to what Dr. Fenwick was talking about in his article. My friends, we have a brain and we can use it. We know that we live in a plentiful universe. We know in a, that we live in a universe that can heal itself. We know that despite all the conditions that are being fed to us, it is an opportunity for you and I to have connection. Everyone is so focused on being savage, busy, and acting heartless these days. Meanwhile, I'm searching for the humans that believe in compassion, love, and human connection. My friends, we have forgotten that we can connect telepathically to people. We have forgotten that it is energy that causes connection, not physical touch. Physical touch is lovely, and it'll be great when we're all back together in this space. 
Well, what I'm asking you to do is find creative ways and move out of the craziness. Shut the TV off. You have to have the information. We know what the information is now. We've been given it over and over again, and now it's time for connection. Now it's time. So Linda Gleason, who a lot of you might know, uh, was our former business manager many years ago, and she called me out of the blue, and she and I had a conversation. And here's what she said. I am calling people every single day just to connect. My friends, this is an invitation from the universe for you and I to connect, not to be crazy, not to be hoarding, not to be following the herd mentality. What if we change our herd mentality to a herd mentality of connection? In a world of algorithms, hashtags, and followers, what we know is the most important thing is connection, human connection. So the opposite of addiction is not sobriety. It's human connection. You see, when you don't feel your feelings and you hide them, you can't connect. When you feel the feelings, acknowledge the feelings, and then move on, we can connect. We are doing it globally. We are feeling the fears. We are feeling the helplessness. We are doing all those pieces. And so that's where we are in the stage. My friends, I'm inviting us consciously to move to the next stage. Those happen to be the conditions that we're living in. But underneath it all, something is being asked for and it's connection. We have to learn to connect from our homes, from our hearts, and from our minds. If only you could sense how important you are to the lives of those you meet, how important you can be to people you may never even dream of. There is something of yourself that you leave at every meeting with another person. It is the energetic force of connection. I love that opening video, the woman doing the prayer. She has been connected now to millions of people. And what did she give us? Sheer joy, laughter. I know laughter and that energy can heal. Deep human connection is the purpose and the result of a meaningful life. And it will inspire the most amazing acts of love, generosity, and humanity. My friends, let's start that herd mentality. Let's start that revolution now in the midst of all of this. What I know is that compassion opens limitless doors to human connection. Another one of our congregants and her children, she happens to be our um, director of our children's program here, they are taking care and doing grocery shopping for elderly folks. Compassion. Leaving it on their doorstep. Connection is what we're really longing for in this world. Our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes, in our textbook writes it this way. It is wonderful to realize that we can sit in the quiet of our own being and consciously direct a power greater than we are for a definite purpose of helping ourselves and someone else. This power is in all of creation. We are connected 
by this power. Sitting in our homes, we have a rare opportunity to close our eyes and actually meditate, to bring in a power and to send an energetic power out to people. I had a powerful meditation yesterday morning. I got up, was in my morning scrubs versus my evening scrubs, and I was sitting there in my sweats having this powerful meditation using this music. And I began to think of all of you. And I began to think of the power of love that we are in Colorado Springs. I began to think of how powerful we are when we are connected together as one. And I began to send out energetic forces to all of us. And I began to send it out to our virtual community those people who are part of our congregation every single weekend in and out from all over the world. I just began to connect with that one power and that one energy. I'm telling you, by the time I finished my meditation, I was higher than a kite. And what I began to realize is I connected. I plugged in. I plugged in and I wasn't about hurting or craziness or all the stuff I'm hearing about. I was connected. My day was powerful. Plug in. Plug into connection. There is a very deep connection among human beings. All we have to do is open our mind to it. When you are feeling in a frenzy, or if you have the coronavirus, you have a connection you can plug into that is not fear. It is contagious. It is the connection of the divine that vibrates in each and every one of us. That's the stuff that heals. Crazy never heals. It disconnects. Your cells disconnect. Everything disconnects when you buy into crazy. There are facts, and then there are spiritual facts, and the two need to dance together. Fear to faith. Probably one of my most favorite gospel stories with the master teacher Jesus is found in the Gospel of Matthew. And here's why I like it. I want you to understand that there are two characters going on in this story. There is Peter and there is Jesus. And I'm here to tell you, I really relate to Peter. See if you do. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and go on ahead of him to the other side of where he was talking to the crowds. After he had dismissed them, he went up to the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was beginning to come up. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to his disciples, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him on the water, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they cried out in fear. <clears throat> but Jesus immediately calmed them down and said, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. And Peter looked at Peter and said, Come. Peter got out of the boat, looking directly at the master teacher, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he took his eyes off the master teacher and he saw the wind and the waves, he became afraid and he began to sink. 
and he cried out, Lord, save me. <clears throat> Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and pulled, Jesus, pulled Peter out of the water. And this is what he said to him. You of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind died down. And those who were in the boat were saying, truly, this is a powerful moment. Love that story. And do you know why I love that story? Because I'm Peter. I have this tremendous faith when I'm focused and when I've got my eyes on the divine. But the minute I begin to pay attention to the chaos and the wind, I sink. And that's why I love that story so much. And Jesus says to you and I, the master teacher, you of little faith, keep your eye on the ball. Keep your eye out of fear and step into faith. My friends, there's lots of fear going on on the planet right now. It's being over and over and over again. If I hear one more newscast, I'm going to throw up. It's saying the same thing. It's about to peak. Wash your hands. Stay in ice. It's the same thing over and over and over again. And finally, we just have to shut it off because if you buy into all of that, facts are important. I get that. But you have to remain in faith, not in fear. Fear never accomplishes anything. Fear looks, faith jumps. Say that with me. Fear looks, faith jumps. Peter began to look at all the surroundings, and then he sunk. He had the ability to walk in faith to do this powerful piece. But the minute he took his eyes off where he was going, which Jesus represents the divine, the minute you take your eyes off your divine power, you're going to sink because you are busy looking. And when you look, you buy into fear. Faith is knowing without looking. Faith and fear both demand you to believe in something you cannot see. But you have to choose which one. When you buy into fear, you will sink. You cannot feel fear and faith at the same time. You must choose. My friends, I'm asking us collectively and consciously to choose faith, not fear. Letting go of all the dynamics and getting centered to remember exactly who you are and the direction you're heading in. Fear and faith cannot coexist in our hearts at the same time. You have to choose one or the other. Fear is faith that it won't work. Think about that. Fear is buying in that faith will not work. The same energy that thinks that way is the same energy will think the other. What I know is that fear clogs and faith liberates. Your cells clog when you and I are in fear. I'm asking us to liberate ourselves, to liberate our thinking in the process because we walk by faith, not by sight. That was the powerfulness of that story. And really, anything you and I have ever accomplished in our life is because we have believed that we can do it. 
and we know the power of what that drives. But the minute we buy into fear of what won't work, we're sunk. Just like the woman who came to me about the doors that would not open for her. She was buying into fear. What she needed was faith. Faith at the right door, and you can create your own door, and you can create your own knocker. Fear is faith in reverse gear. That's exactly what it is. It backs us up. It moves us out of that dynamic that is really powerful. God can use even the ashes from our worst choices to make something good. Something's going on on the planet, folks. Something's clearing out here. And priorities are rising. Because spirit, God's source, takes anything that happens in our lives, the ashes, and makes good of it. Because God writes crooked lines straight. Always has. Always will. And this situation knows different. We are carried in the arms of spirit that knows exactly what it's doing. This came from our textbook from our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes. It's a powerful piece about the energy you and I carry. Each of us is a fountain of life. There is a God pressure back of each of us, a life force seeking an outlet through our thoughts and our acts. There are many fountains, many individuals, but there is only one God pressure that backs it all. Our mental attitudes of fear or confusion causes a block of the channel of this power. The flow did not stop of itself. It was stopped because something got in its way. Remove the block and allow the fountain of life to flow. We are in a fountain moment. We are being called to let go, to surrender to this experience and allow it to teach us that it's been about connection then it's about healing each other and that we affect the whole. If we have not gotten this concept, let me help you. We have always been one world and everything we do affects it. We're getting a huge model of it. The same thing in the coronavirus that has affected our world, we can affect with other things, with our thoughts and with our connections. A belief is only a thought. I keep thinking, Abraham Hicks. This comes from my chiropractor, uh, Dr. John. He had it on his Facebook feed, and I want to remind us of it. Not to spoil the ending, but everything is going to be okay. It's going to work out because we have an eternality in who we are and powerfully of who we are. Secondly, hoarding to plenty, hoarding to plenty. I want you to take a look at this. This happened this week in Target, not here in Colorado Springs. It was another Target. So they literally have hired officers to guard what? Toilet paper. So that's what was going on because previously, without the police officers, there was hoarding going on. And not only was there hoarding, but there was physical fights. And they were worried because some people were even carrying their guns. So picture this. This is what's going on at the back of the store. Now here's what's going on at the front of the store. At Target store this week, 
the couple near the cart didn't have enough money for their purchases. The lady in the green shirt started to hand things back to the cashier to be able to afford what she was able to pay for. The lady in the black shirt, as you can see here on the screen, came out from her lane from her six-foot distance and said, you don't need to return anything. I will pay for the whole thing. She pulled out her credit card and did just that. The lady in the green shirt began to cry. We all just experienced such kindness as she did it. What a great story to share amongst the pain of the world. In the back of the store is fear and hoarding. In the front of the store, plenitude. My friends, where are we standing? Are we standing in the hoarding and fear? Or are we standing at the front of the store where there's plenitude? that we can take care of each other. You know, a powerful story happened this week. Marie Holler, who, uh, one of our former congregants, she now is living up north uh, in the Fort Collins area. Her mom uh, has gotten the coronavirus and in, in her last days. And so Marie did the most amazing thing because most, they're not allowing families uh, to be there. Um, but nurses and doctors are the ones that are there as people are making their transition to their next yet great to be. Marie made the decision to go in and hold her mom's hand and then self-quarantine herself. That's not hoarding and fear. It's love. It's plenitude. There is plenty to go around if we release the hoarding people buying up things that the medical community needs is hoarding. Giving the medical community what they need is plenitude. Releasing all of those pieces. The universe has shaken you to awaken you. It's shaken us up to say, hey folks, it's about connection and plenitude. It's about sharing what you have. It's the multiplication of the loaves and fishes in 2020. Are we just going to hoard them? Or are we going to share them? Enjoy life. There's plenty of time to be dead. That's right. Real happiness doesn't come from getting everything you want. It comes from sharing what you have with people who matter. That's what it's about. That's what this period is about. Finding creative and amazing ways to stay in plenitude despite what's happening in the market, despite the, what's happening in our jobs. Because if we move into fear, we hoard. If we move into plenitude and faith, we realize there's enough and there's plenty to go around. Love only grows by sharing. You can only have more for yourself by giving away to others. It's the only way it's going to come to you. Plenitude. I invite you to remember that as you're watching our service. To not contribute to our spiritual communities is crazy in this time. We need it more than ever before to be generous, to remember to support the spiritual communities. If you knew what I know about the power of giving, you would not let a single meal pass by without sharing it in some way. Buddha. 
the multiplications of the loaves and fishes in that miracle happened because a little boy decided to share. That's the core of the miracle. It wasn't Jesus blessing the bread. It wasn't Jesus doing that. It was the courage of one person who wasn't hoarding their own food to be able to give it away. Because nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we fear less. Now's the time to step up to the quality of who we are as human beings. So this week, I'm asking you to move from crazy to connection. I have the audacity to ask you to move out of the fear of all the conditions you are hearing and to move into faith. And last but not least, I'm asking us to move out of the herd and hoarding mentality into a sense of plenitude. So I close with this beautiful blessing. May we never again take for granted a handshake with a stranger. May we never again forget and take for granted full shelves on the store, conversation with neighbors, a crowded theater, Friday night out, the taste of communion, a routine checkup. May we never forget or take for granted the school rush each morning, coffee with a friend, the stadium roaring at our games. May we never take for granted again each deep breath, a boring Tuesday, life itself. When this ends, may we find that we have become more like the people we have always wanted to be, we were called to be, and hope to be. And may we stay that way, better for each other, because of this worse situation. Pray with me. Uh, simply breathe. Breathe in the magnificence of the divine energy we call God. The one power that causes the ebb and flow of the ocean. Ah, that divine power that allows you and I to simply be here and to breathe. The divine power that is causing spring to pop forward at this time of year. That God essence is present right here, right now. It is not fear, it is power. Breathe it. What I know is that I am one with this divine power. I know that each and every person in this virtual community, we are connected to this one source we call God. Feel that power at this moment. Feel it in the comfort of your chair at home. Feel it in the connectivity of sharing meals with family. And so what I claim and know coming from this power is that we move from crazy to connection. 
I know that we are connected together in one source, one power on this planet and the other side as well. I feel that. I know it for us. May we feel it deeper than we have ever felt it before. That is what I am claiming for our world at this moment. I am claiming that we release the fear, that we walk on the water of faith, keeping our eye on the goal of wholeness and healing. I remove all fear from the planet, that we breathe in the connection and faith, that we know we are connected to a power greater than we are and that we can use it in everything we do. I claim that we keep our eye on that goal in this world at this time, at this particular time on our planet. We remove the fear and we stay in the faith and power of healing. That is what I claim for us. I claim and know at this moment at this time in our period that we are connected beyond anything physical, emotion, and that we are connected together as one. I claim and know that we go forward this week looking for the creative ways to connect our heart, to allow that power to really happen. I know that we are on the right end and the front end of the store looking for ways of plentitude, generosity, and joy. We remove all fear that there is not enough, and we stand in the divine power of that plentitude. Uh, Spirit, I am in such gratitude that this is the truth of who we are, connection, that we are in plentitude, that we are in faith, standing divine knowing that all is going to be okay I am so grateful for this divine knowing. I say thank you, Spirit, for all of life. I simply release this prayer unto the universal law because I know that as I have spoken it in true faith, the universe is busy activating, demonstrating, and manifesting a powerful world that we already are. What a joy it is to know this. And so as I release this, we sing and affirm together this powerful prayer. I am the place where God lives, moves and breathes and has his peace. I am the place where God shows up. I am the place where God lives, moves and breathes and
This is the time where we get to step into plentitude, that we get to share our prosperity. So I invite everyone to understand you can give in multiple ways. You can mail us the check. The address is down at the bottom of the video. You can simply tap the donate button, give it to us virtually. And so I invite you to take your hands, place it over your heart and your consciousness of your tithe. And I invite you to say this prayer with me. I joyfully celebrate the flow of God through me. I am grateful for receiving and giving to my spiritual community. I give thanks, always knowing God is my source. And so it is. I thank you for your generosity. Opportunity. Opportunity is knocking at your door. Opportunity knocks but once, and it don't come back no more. So grab it in the night, and grab it in the day, and grab it right now. It'll get away. You better snatch and grab it.
and grab it in the night You better hold it, baby Hold it, hold it tight You better snatch and grab it Hey, snatch and grab it Better snatch, snatch and grab it, baby Before it gets away Sing along with me now Hey, snatch and grab it Snatch and grab it I Snatch and grab it are awesome. I think we are so blessed. So blessed. A couple of reminders. Um, we started Journey of Souls this week. Uh, wow, what a powerful course we are doing. Just know that you can do it at your own pace. Uh, if you weren't able to join us for the class, uh, you can sign up on the website. And then coming up, um, the first three Tuesdays, uh, starting April 14th through uh, the 28th, is Spiritual Economics. No better time to take this course. Uh, when we've got all kinds of fear around money and the market and all those dynamics, now is the time to really take that course as well. So um, I also want to thank you for joining us today virtually. Um, our services are always available here. Pass on the link to other folks if you like what you heard today. Really appreciate that as well. Also, prayer is an important part um, in, in really in our foundation, in our community. So we have practitioners who have been holding consciousness near throughout the service. Um, if you have a need for prayer, you can do it right through our website. You just simply tap on that area and write out what it is that you need prayer for. And just know our practitioners will hold that in consciousness throughout the week. There's just a prayer arm of our church makes all the difference in the world. So just right there on the website, you can just add a prayer to as well. I want to thank you for joining us today. Um, we always close with the same song, which absolutely touches my heart. So I invite you to, uh, if you're in your home, to simply stand where you are and simply join us together along with the whole planet in singing this powerful song.
hope you enjoyed our service and the message today. Thank you for attending today. We here at Center for Spiritual Living have a big, hairy, audacious goal, and it's to bring inspiration and positivity and to be the change we want to see in the world. But we need your help. By clicking on the donate button, your donation today will help empower us to take these powerful principles that have changed so many lives out into the world. Imagine living your best life without guilt or fear or hell or damnation. What if you knew that you are perfect just the way you are? You are filled with such goodness. What we know is that you have a spirit in you expressing itself uniquely as you. That's a message that our world so needs to hear at this time. I thank you for your donation. I also encourage you to check out some of our life courses here on the website. These incredible courses will give you the tools that you need to transform and continue to grow spiritually. You can do these courses at your own pace and you'll be joining with hundreds of others who have said yes to expanding their lives. Thank you for being with us today. We look forward to your next visit with us.